This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore sports, and there is a lot to talk about this week. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with the Record North Shore founding member, Joe Coughlin, as we get you caught up on everything that is happening here. Um, we are deep into the postseason now here in the winter season. We've got a lot of stuff going on, so we've got a lot to talk about um, here uh, through this podcast. We'll have a jam-packed episode. Um, just a quick reminder before we get started here that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out. Um, we have all um a lot of fun stuff old episodes as well uh make sure you subscribe leave a nice little review so we can get to more people who are uh interested in the same stuff as you are north shore high school sports so we're going to do our four quarter format as always first quarter we recap um some really fun uh basketball happening and uh sectional wrestling as well um in the second quarter we are joined by um north shore country day uh girls basketball player Bethany Bulwa and uh, Coach uh, Bruce Blair. A really cool story about uh, her hitting two pretty crazy shots. So we'll uh, listen to them about that. In the third quarter, we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we get you all caught up on a really busy week of, uh, I was going to say football, I wish football, um, of a really busy week of uh, high school postseason sports here. A lot of great stuff happening right now. So uh, we'll have a lot to preview. But um, let's start things off here in the first quarter where we recap um, some really good uh, hoops action here to start things off in the first period where um, we previewed it in last week's episode, uh, Nutrier and uh, GBN battling it out for um, an outright uh, championship for the CSL um, and uh, a, a lot going into that matchup, a really good uh, matchup between what eventually ended up becoming the first, uh, the top two seeds um in their sectional and we'll talk a little bit about that as well but um Nutria taking on GBN uh for the outright CSL South title and uh Nutria just dominating pretty easily here with the 50 to 33 win on Friday um one keynote I will say is that GBN did not have one of its best players um so that'll be an interesting tagline to look on but I'll bring Joe in here now where um it was a really interesting matchup, but it also um, was good to see that Nutria was able to win the game, um, e- you know, even if it was uh, a little bit of a depleted Spartans team. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a very defensive game, kind of what we expect with two teams in the CSL that know each other pretty well. Um, they really kind of were feeling each other out for the first few minutes and really, uh, you know, tough on ball defense, limiting a lot of shots. You know, the first points weren't scored until, you know, three plus minutes into the game. So, uh, we knew we were in for a bit of a slugfest, but, you know, Nutria really grabbed the advantage and and uh, didn't let go. Um, did it from kind of around the whole roster. Uh, well, uh, lineup, I should say. Um, you know, Jake Feagan was the leading scorer. He usually is. But we had great performances from point guard Evan Canellos did a great job breaking down defenses, um, kicking it out to his shooters. Um, Colby Smith had a nice game. I think he had 11 all in the second half. Uh, Tyler Van Gorp finished. Uh, pretty efficiently around the rim. I want to say he was four of five, um, just found some space and finished strong. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was just a really good effort by Nutrier. And, and yeah, it was too bad that GBN lost Josh Fridman, 
Um, he was uh, their star this year, their point guard, junior, um, one of the best players in the conference. And he hurt his knee early on in their victory over Rolling Meadows earlier last week. Um, and they still pulled out a victory against Rolling Meadows. So um, this is a very good team. Otherwise, they had a really poor shooting night against Nutrier. And you can credit Nutrier's defense a lot for that. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was really uh, good to see them pick up that win, just, you know, kind of doing what they're able to do. How big was it to see that, um, you know, especially heading into the playoffs here, um, that they were able to do everything, you know, together. Like they were able to do, um, not rely on, you know, Fegan by himself or anything like that, that they were able to get the full team is something that um, they'll probably need to do if they want to make a deep run in the postseason. Yeah, I really like like to see that uh, Tyler Van Gorp was finishing around the rim and, and not only that, finding himself open space to get the ball. Um, Cause you know, Evan, uh, their point guard can break down defenses, but he's got to have a guy to go to in the post and Tyler was able to be efficient down there. And I really like that Colby Smith was hitting his shots. That's kind of like a, uh, you know, when, when other guys can burn you on Nutrier, whether it's Logan Feller or um, Ian Brown or, Colby Smith, uh, you're in, you're in some deep trouble um, when they're hitting their shots and Colby's gaining his confidence. He's only a sophomore. He's going to be um, an all conference player um, in, in this conference health um, health dependent, of course. Um, so um, seeing him do that is great. And I, yeah, I really think like them playing that way on the defensive end is obviously a big key for them. It's, it's big part of their identity and who they are. Um, I mean, I think I saw three or four guys, picking up, uh, you know, 75 feet, you know, guarding the whole length of the floor, which is uh, tiring just watching it. Um, So when they're able to do that and they're able to kind of get the ball in the hands of open shooters, um, they're very, very dangerous. Well, let's talk about, you know, what this win kind of, let's put this win into context where you have Nutrier winning um, the CSL South, the CSL South is, um, packed with teams that are really good. I mean, you have both, um, obviously GBN is a number two seed in the sectional. Um, we'll see how much that injury, uh, you know, kind of stops them, um, from maybe reaching their full potential, um, you know, moving forward, but you have, um, Evanston, you have GBS. I mean, I remember even a few years ago, yeah, you had probably Evanston dominating this division. Um, Nutria had some good teams here and there and, you know, GBS was kind of coming around, but now, um, the CSL South is definitely one of the better divisions and, um, in the state. And, um, I, I think to be able to win that, you know, division outright really says a lot about this Nutria program, just being able to, you know, put that up, especially after a really, you know, good year last year, which we obviously said was a historic kind of year last year. So to be able to do follow that up in the, um, win an outright title like this, um, I feel like says a lot about this new cheer team. hundred percent. It's a, uh, it's a special group and, you know, losing four starters from last year, all of whom, or, um, you know, including Jackson Monroe, who's, who's getting a lot of time at Dartmouth and, um, Noah Shannon, who, who's playing right away. Carlo Kolak's getting time at, at his college, you know, a bunch of guys who were playing in college basketball, and then you return Fegan and then you fill in spots around him. It just kind of shows the depth of this program um, kind of next man up. And, um, and I, yeah, it's, it, it's very good. This is one of the better teams they've had. Um, it, you know, it, it's going to get to the point where you question which team was better. I still think last year was really special, um, but uh, this team's no joke and, and they are a threat to go downstate and be a final four uh, team in, in Illinois. So um, it's it, what a season for them. 
They seem to be playing some really great basketball right now. I think they won last night in kind of the unofficial CSL championship when they played Niles North crossover game there. Um, and they won that by double digits. So they're, uh, they're a really special group. And I think they're going to make some noise here. All right, let's move on over now to uh, the other kind of champ conference championship game that we were talking about last week. That was Loyola traveling down to St. Rita um, in uh, their quest to uh, win the CCL outright. Um, Loyola traveled, and we talked about how, you know, St. Rita has the talent, obviously, and they're a really good team. Um, and they showed that against Loyola on Friday, winning 54-32 um, uh, to 32. Um, on Friday night. So Loyola not able to capture that CCL title, but um, kind of something that maybe we expected a little bit here, Joe, where I, I just think St. Rita's playmakers, especially like we talked about Marais Johnson and some of the other guys, um, they're really tough to stop. Yep. Yep. It's just a very dynamic team. Um, St. Rita's really good. We talked about how their 10 losses is not the same as, as other teams in the state with 10 losses. They play a great schedule. They played out of state teams and that's because they're, they're a premier program right now in Illinois with, and they want to showcase that talent. Like three of the, the, the three top juniors in the class of uh, 2024 in the state. So um, very good team. They showed it. They seem to be playing good basketball right now. They've kind of, they had to find their way a little bit being young, um, but uh, I think they have, and they're going to be a, a pretty, a really tough out in the postseason. And they took care of business against Loyola, who I think was just overmatched on the offensive end of the floor. Yeah, definitely. So uh, obviously not the way maybe they want to do uh, uh, end things. I know they uh, picked up a win um, on, when was that? Uh, on Monday against, uh, sorry, <laughs> win against uh, Lakeview 44 to 29 to ca- uh, cap up the, um, regular season. So um, obviously uh, ending the regular season on a good note. Um, seeds came out last Thursday. Nutria is the number one seed in the Nutria sectional. GBN two, Rolling Meadows three, GBS four, Evanston five, and Loyola is six to top out the round six. Um, that kind of seems like kind of what we expected, Joe. I mean, um, especially with the results that we saw between Nutria and GBN. Um, I, I feel like the IHSA got lucky there, but that's a different topic. But um, you have, a, I feel like, a top six seed that kind of reflects, um, you know, just how good the sectional is and is ordered the right way. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think both Nutria and GBN had a claim to number one. Um, GBN had a, the louder claim by just, you know, we beat you um, and we have fewer losses. But Nutria had the better stronger resume in terms of quality wins and quality opponents. Um, so they kind of took that, you know, um, and, and they kind of proved it on Friday night. Now looking at those seeds, I think any team on any night out of those top six can win. I mean, I think Loyola uh, can beat Nutrier if they play at their best and Nutrier has a down game. I think they could be GBN, you know, so on and so forth. I think Evanston can do the same thing. It, there are some spoilers in those top six that can really ruin a season. Um, and it might look bad on paper, but, you know, if you follow these teams all season, you kind of know that these are all very quality teams. They all got 20-ish wins or more, and uh, they can make noise in the postseason that they, that they play their best and they catch the other team on an off night. So um, I'm excited for a pretty good tournament here. Um, and you know, the seeds, we talk about this and, and you, you mentioned it when you saw the girls seeds, we don't know why they, they have to pick the regional hosts so early. Um, 
seems silly. You know, I mean, Nutria is the top seed. They're not hosting a regional. Um, so really that, you know, because the way things lay out, they have to play, not have to play. It's not terrible, but they play the seventh seed instead of an eight seed, which is kind of like a number two seed schedule instead of a number one seed. It's just, it's a little thing, but I, I don't know why we don't make it um, even across all the sectionals and just the top four seeds should host regionals. Is it that hard to figure out that late in the game? If so, tell me, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, that's definitely one of our quorums with IHSA, especially just doing that. It doesn't make sense to mess up the order and that kind of stuff. And it doesn't really make sense that the top seed in each regional, like the top four seed should host a regional and they should get the advantage of hosting because, you know, they worked hard and they, you know, got that top seed. I know obviously you want to spread it around. You want to make sure different athletic departments are able to um, make some money off of concessions and tickets and all that kind of stuff. Though I do think that tickets go to the IHSA. So um, they're really just making money off of concessions, but um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a topic for, um, another day, but just doesn't uh, really make sense on that front. All right, we'll hit more on uh, boys basketball in the third and fourth quarter. Let's go on over now to uh, wrestling, um, where the Loyola program made some history, um, you know, with uh, what they were able to accomplish. Um, I was at um, Saturday's boys uh, sectional at Barrington, and the first time I saw Macy Adioti, um compete and um He's worth the hype, the way he's able to compete, the way he uh, um, just what he's able to do, the moves that he's able to have. He wins a sectional title um, for the Ramblers to go around to go along with uh, Kai Kalkud, who won at 220. So Loyola had two um, Loyola had two uh, uh, sectional champions and they'll have other qualifiers. Patrick Zimmer at 126, uh, Quinn Herbert at 182. And uh, Gavin Padrilla at 113. All of them are competing at the um, state tournament, which started today, Thursday, in Champaign at the State Farm Center. Um, and uh, that's a record for the Loyola program that seems to continuously just make more and more history um, and is really hitting its stride right now. Yeah, they are on the way up, man. It's, it's, a, it's a good program, and um, it's been built up pretty quickly. Not, believe it or not, not as quickly as Coach Matt Cullen would like. You know, he... He wants to compete for team state titles um, and, of course, individual championships as well. That kind of, They kind of go hand in hand. Um, and um, they're not exactly there yet, but they're setting records seemingly every uh, postseason tournament. And um, they're going to they're going to do pretty well here at state with Massey, a state finalist last year, kind of uh, with some motivation to get back to that championship match and uh, hopefully win it this year. They got a, a freshman sectional champ at 220 we talked about how that's so difficult to do for a freshman that's a heavyweight spot right there and uh kai calcutt was able to do it so they advanced five there they advanced two on the girl side harley hiller uh it's gonna be she's gonna be hard to stop um in her weight class i think it's 105 um for a state championship so should be a fun weekend to be a rambler if you're a rambler's wrestler but matt cullum you know he, he's He's funny. He's uh, obviously done great things with that program, but he's never satisfied. He thinks they left some points on the map. Yeah, Loyola's uh, Alexia uh, Vasilopoulos will uh, also represent Loyola at the girls' uh, state tournament um, in two weeks in Bloomington, um, so a week after this one, so next Saturday. Um, and uh, New Trier's uh, Clara Ugaz uh, finished second in her weight class in Highland Park sophomore Jillian Giller um, and uh, Dimitri Debrett. 
Deb, all right, that's going to be a hard one. Deb, Deb, I apologize. That's not even close. Um, also um, advanced. So um, a lot of good performances from this past weekend from both the boys and the girls, and it should make for a really interesting weekend, um, both here in Champaign um, and next weekend in Bloomington. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. And um, I expect uh, maybe a couple medals to go Loyola's way. We'll just see if they can get the big one. All right, and we have uh, girls basketball playoffs uh, underway here. We're recording this on Thursday, so um, we're a little bit in a tough spot right now where um, we want to get a little bit updates, but obviously can't give give you guys the full updates as uh, um, things might get old pretty quickly. But um, Nutria won its opener against Elk Grove Village, 49-16. to 16. Um, So they'll move on to the regional final where they'll play GBS on Thursday, um, as of right now, I do see on my Twitter that a lot of regional finals are being pushed back to Friday because of uh, um, bad weather. So we'll see if that one gets played. Um, Loyola beat Frank uh, beat Layden uh, 66 to 16 in their regional semifinal. They'll play Evanston at Loyola on Thursday um, on a regional championship again. Maybe that'll get pushed back um, because of the kind of, uh, crazy weather we're having here on Thursday afternoon, but, um, two wins that we kind of expected from our area girls teams, Joe. Yeah. And, um, also you can, you can kind of chalk up lower level wins for Regina Dominican in class two a and North shore country day in class one a all four of those teams, uh, Nutria, Loyola, Regina and North shore country day are playing tonight. Like you said, could be postponed, but for regional titles, um, we'll have, uh, I was planning to go to the new year game. We'll see if it holds. Um, and I was going to kind of round up the other three. Um, so we'll have that uh, either tomorrow or Saturday at the record North shore. So check that out. But um, yeah, it should be good ones. Like we said, it's going to be tough for new to beat a, a very good GBS team, even though it's five versus six. I think there's been a, a bit of a gap there um, between those two teams this season. Um, and new will really have to bring it to compete and, uh, maybe, maybe push, uh, Titans, you know, upsets happen at that level. So we'll see if it can happen. Loyola, um, you know, they're favored to win this one, but, um, shouldn't be easy against Evanston. Um, we'll see. And then, uh, we'll see if New Regina and North Shore country day can bring them home too. our other coverage team, Highland park. Uh, they, they drew Stevenson in the first round. So very tough draw for them, but, Great season for Highland Park Giants girls basketball going from one win over the past two seasons to 12, I think 12 or 13 wins this season. Um, progress is everything and it's all relative. So good on the Giants. Yeah, congrats to them. Obviously good to see that progress and congrats to the teams who won. And uh, we'll obviously get you updated, like Joe said, on the record North Shore whenever those games happen, whether that's Thursday night or Friday night. All right, let's move on over now. We're going to go to the second quarter where we're joined uh, – I know, Joe, you put together a really cool story um, about someone who uh, not only put down one um, long shot, but two long shots, um, and that's North Shore Country's date best in the Bulwa. Um, I know you got a chance to catch up with her. We're going to hear from her and her coach, Bruce Blair. Um, what are we going to hear from the duo? Yeah, such a cool story. You guys should really check it out. I mean, I think the story's uh, pretty decent, but really the video is so cool. This uh, Bethany hit two long distance shots buzzer beating one from about half court and the other from about 75 feet or close to full court uh unbelievable throw and it went in the basket is so crazy um and to do them within two weeks just really a special story so we talk about how she did it kind of her background with um long distance shots how it didn't surprise the coach that much of course a little bit 
but not that much. And uh, just kind of the nice season that North Shore Country Days having this year. All right, let's have a listen. Tell me about. Let's start with the half court uh, one. Um, tell me about the situation and uh, why you had to shoot it from half court. Uh, well, I think we were a good amount ahead. I think it was like the end of the third quarter, or yeah, end of the second quarter. Um, but I think it was like three or four seconds left. So I got the pass off of our uh, point guard and just took the shot because the clock was running down. And, you know, when you release it from that distance, how, how did it feel? Did you did you think it had a shot? That one felt good, yeah. <laughs> like, really good, yeah. And what about when it went in? Okay. And then the next one, like a week and a half or so later, uh, it's just a bomb that you threw. But I, I thought it was funny. Your, your teammate threw it to you so quickly um, <laughs> to, to make that play. Did you expect her to do that? Um, Kind of. We've kind of gotten into a little like end of the quarter like routine where we always want to take a shot. But yeah, I was kind of surprised how, how fast like, she was really re- watching the clock and she was ready for it. Okay, and then at that distance, I mean, I don't even know. What, what was your – walk me through what you thought and what you thought when it was released. Um, at first, I was like, okay, I don't have much time, and I heard the ref and my teammates telling me to shoot. Um, so I just, like, took a step into it and threw it. At first, I didn't think it was going to go in at all, and then I saw, like, I see it in the air, and it looked pretty good, and I was – I was definitely extremely surprised when I saw it go in that band. Um, what's your kind of experience with, with other half court or, you know, those fun shots? Do you do it a lot of practice? Have you had a lot of experience, like, you know, having fun and trying those things out? Yeah, um, sometimes at uh, the end of our practices or just in between, like, breaks, I'll take some half court shots. But I used to do it, like, a lot at the gym with, like, um, my, like, brothers and my parents. So I've, I've practiced them a decent amount. Um, so, I mean, it's are you the best one at doing it in your family or, or, or is someone better than you? Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've hit the most on record, but I, my, my brothers are pretty good at it, too. They're, they're pretty strong. So you know that her brother starts for North Park University, right? Uh, I don't know. I was going to kind of ask who your brother is, uh, you know, what, what your background was and where you're from. Yeah, um, my older brother Adam goes to North Park in the city and was basketball there. Uh, I think they recently coached, so he's liking it uh, a lot more this year. And uh, my other brother, Christopher, he played basketball for a really long time, but he's really good at track and triple jump. So he's doing that at St. Mary's in Minnesota. Oh, cool. Um, where, what community do you live in? Uh, I used to live in Glenview, but I actually just recently moved to Evanston. Okay, very cool. Um, Coach, what it, I mean, looking at those videos or just living through the moment, um, how, how can you <laughs> describe those shots? Um, well, <laughs> as I, I told the Channel 32 interviewers yesterday, um, I, I think that if you were to poll all the people who've played alongside Bethany, uh, as well as those who've coached her, she would be the most likely one to pull off something like this. Um, and, you know, she, she does 
she does break out into <laughs> these long shots in practice um, occasionally, sometimes more so. <laughs> and um, she's got an incredible skill set. I mean, first of all, this happened with both hands, which I know you've <laughs> seen. Yeah. For her to be able to throw a ball that are with that kind of speed and it wasn't like it was coming down anytime soon that's a pretty long heave for uh any athlete gender of any age and uh i've seen her do that plenty of times and so i, I can't tell you it was a total surprise um somebody remarked how nonchalant uh, bethany looked after she made that last one and that's pretty much in character too um i thought that was pretty funny and um, everybody got a big kick out of it. And I, if you saw the video, the Tumor Christian coach gave her a high five, yeah. uh, even though it sounded like quite a bit uh, as she walked back to, uh, after the, the buzzer sounded. Um, coach, describe, describe Bethany's game other than half-court heaves. Well, she's got an incredible set of hands. And this is seen not only when she's throwing around the basket, she's, she's literally ambidextrous. And she uses that well. Uh, but she's also a terrific ball handler. Um, she breaks the press often and does some pretty cool things with a basketball. And with that, she's also a really good passer. Uh, she can pass with either hand well, and she can pass off the dribble or from any angle otherwise. Uh, she also sees the court really well. So she's a complete player. She scores inside and outside. Um, this year we have her. We had a six-one center last year. This year Bethany's playing center, and she's blocking four to five shots a game, and probably intimidating a few others. Bethany, what, what's your favorite thing to do on a basketball court? Um, yeah, so I just I like to create plays. Uh, I like to like kind of drive in and kick it to any of my teammates who are open, so they can hit a shot. Um, I also like to push the ball on fast breaks, like looking at the court to have a nice fast break layup from either from any one of my teammates. I kind of like to do it all. Um, I like to shoot. I like to create my own shots. I, you know, it, it is kind of a nice luxury as a coach, Joe, to have somebody who can take a rebound and then bring it all the way down court and set up a great situation uh, all by yourself. Yeah, I'd say. Um... Bethany, how long have you been able to kind of uh, reliably use both hands? Um, I've been playing for like practically my whole life, but I think I started uh, getting pretty decent at it around like uh, probably like third or fourth grade when I played on like some of my first battle teams. And what I mean, what's your dominant hand for a jump shot? Uh, it's going to be my left hand. Your left, but, but you threw that long one with your right. Okay. Um, and now I think we just started the playoffs, if, I, if I'm not wrong. Um, right. So both of you guys, if you want to tell me um, independently, what uh, what are your guys' hopes here and uh, what do you need to do to uh, kind of stretch this out as far as you can? Um, I'm really hoping we can beat um, Ida Crown tomorrow because uh, we've had – some really tough close games with them this year and last year and I think we're capable of doing it I think we just need to concentrate a little bit so I'm really hopeful that we um, come through and play like our best in our game tomorrow 
uh, I'll come to this coach that I just want to make sure that we play to our potential. And uh, if that happens, we'll be in pretty good shape. Um, I know that there's probably a reason so many coaches have said that. We lost three uh, seniors, three senior starters from last year. And we have some freshmen on the varsity this year and a senior who's transferred after moving back here from Florida. So it's, it takes a little time to get everybody to kind of blend. And I, I think we're, um, I think that's starting to happen right now, which is terrific. So it'll, it'll be fun to see. I mean, I'm excited to, uh, both. That's awesome. And Bethany, just last question. I'm curious. When you watch those videos, kind of kind of what goes through your head? Um, I've watched them quite a few times now. Every time I'm like equally as like surprised. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like I I know I've already lived through that moment. I know those shots went in, but it's still kind of surprised and it's just fun to watch. I think it's really it's kind of like I think that was de- the full court. That was definitely like a once-in-a-lifetime type thing. I don't know if it could happen again, but I'm just watching them in shock and in awe. Thank you, as always, to both uh, who are able to join us this week. We always appreciate everybody's insight. Um, obviously, a really cool story, so make sure you check out Joe's story at therecordnorthshore.org. All right, third quarter means we are going to play our weekly game of Way or No Way. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue whether they can happen way or no way they cannot happen. Um, let's start off. We're going to stick with basketball here. We're going to go to the Nutria boys basketball team. Um, number one seed in the Nutria sectional. Um, if everything goes right, they would potentially play, um, they would play GBN, um, in a, uh, sectional final. Obviously, if everything goes chalk, like I said earlier, the top four seeds from the Nutria sectional are Nutria, GBN, Rolling Meadows, GBS, Evanston, Loyola in there. So way or no way, Joe, you think that uh, this Nutria Boys basketball team can make it down the state? Way, uh, big way. The way they're playing, uh, I think they can. And the key word is can, because I do think, you know, we're hyping this sectional a lot, but I think it's for real. This is this is a really good sectional. And if you told me in two weeks that Loyola just beat Nutria or Loyola just beat Rolling Meadows for the sectional title, I'd be like, well, yeah. I mean, they're both good teams, you know, uh, this is GBS beat GBN for the section. Not, not particularly surprising. Any team can do it. Um, but, uh, I do think, you know, you got to give Nutria the favorite right now. They have the, the dudes to do that. They're a very talented team. They got the scoring and they got the defense. Um, and, uh, they just really got to put it together. Um, and really some teams, they, they might have trouble here and there stopping in transition, but uh, I think those are things they've worked on for weeks now. And uh, I think they can really, uh, they really have a great shot at winning this sectional and then the super sectional as well. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that's definitely a shot um, or a way. Sorry, I don't know. Wrong <laughs> here. Um, I'm definitely going to go with the way there. Um, I think that Nutria really showed us that they're able to beat all the teams that are in this sectional. I mean, they can, they've shown that they can beat GBN, especially with the injury. They've shown that they can beat Rolling Meadows, GBS, um, Evanston and Loyola. So, I mean, that their chance of going down to uh, um, state seems pretty good. Um, on the other side, of, if they make it to the super sectional, they got Libertyville, 
Uh, Stevenson, Palatine, and Friend at the top seeds there. I think that they can beat Libertyville. So, I mean, I would not be surprised if they go down to Champaign and compete for a state title. Um, what happens there might be a little bit of a different story based on obviously what we saw earlier in the year, um, where they'll probably see some of the best, uh, you know, some city teams there as well. But way, I think they definitely can make it down to state, especially with the dominance that they've kind of shown um, with what they've been able to have been able to accomplish in that sectional. All right, sticking with basketball here, girls basketball, we're going to go with Loyola. Um, Loyola, like we said, uh, potentially playing a, a regional championship today. Um, way or no way, Joe, you think that this Loyola girls basketball team uh, can lose before the sectional final? Mm. Uh, if we were uh, – I'm in my car right now doing this one, so if we were in uh, on a desktop, I'd be pulling up just to – so who would they play in a sectional semi? Do you have that in front of you? Yeah, give me a second. I got the seeds. Let me see the semi. Island Park. Um, so in a sectional semifinal, they would be playing either York or GBN. Okay. And um, and then either Maine South, Maine West, Glenbrook South, New Trier for a sectional title. Yeah, I think um, I think they could lose to York in that spot. I really don't think they're going to lose the regional tonight. Um or whenever it's pushed to, um, I think they're, you know, they're motivated and they're ready to go for that. Um, but that's not going to be a cakewalk in the sectional semi. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty two even teams and, um, a really good battle. Um, so yeah, they could, they could lose before the sectional final, but I do expect them to be in it and uh, competing for a sectional title. Yeah, I'd go with, uh, I'd go with no way there. I think, uh, this team has kind of shown that it can compete well, I know I obviously would have wanted that Mother Macaulay win, but I think that this team has shown that they're able to dominate. So I'm going to go with no way there. I think they'll make it a sectional final and um, even win that. So uh, I'll go with no way. Uh, we got uh, a lot of state championships happening this weekend. State uh, gymnastics happening in uh, Palatine. Uh, way or no way, Joe Nutrier will have a state placer. Oh, no, I, I'll say no way just because it's so packed in the uh, events that Nutrier went to, which is bars. Um, Nutrier got their sophomore Claire Crossgrove. Um, she had a great routine and they got an at-large bid with um, Ryan Siegel um, both going. So those are their two girls that are there. But uneven bars is a very competitive um, event. And we're looking at, you know, nine nine, six plus to get a state, uh, title and maybe nine, four plus to maybe sneak into a place. And I just don't know if their routines are there. Um, it's really a shame that the floor exercise was, was judged so harshly at Nutria sectional, because I, I think that is where we could have seen a placer from either Clara or Ryan. Um, they do, they have really good routines that could get up to, and we've seen them get up to the nine fives. So, but that's, they're not there for those events. So I, I will say no way, not this year. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to go with no way as well. I just think that, like, I agree with you. I think it's a stacked group, and I think it'll be hard to kind of advance through that. So, um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to go with no way there. I don't think that that's possible. All right, we got state wrestling also happening right now, actually, as we're recording this. Um, way or no way, I don't, I couldn't find it and I'm not hundred percent sure. So I don't know this, if this would be the first, but, um, way or no way that, uh, Loyola wrestling will have a state title this weekend. It would be their first Massey was their first finalist ever, um, last year. So they've never had a state champ, individual champ. 
Um, and I think he's going to do it. I think he's pumped. I think he, he's kind of, he learned a lot from last year's, um, meet. Um, and he's been motivated this year. A lot of his losses, I think he has six are from out of state at big, you know, um, at big tournaments, um, big kind of national spotlight stuff. Um, so I think he's, uh, battle tested, ready to go. And, you know, coach calls, call Cullum says he's the best in his class in his weight division. He just has to wrestle like it. And I think on the biggest stage, he will. Yeah, I agree with you there. There's a reason why he's a top ranked uh, wrestler at the state at 120 in class 3A. Um, I, I just think that he's, it's up to him at this point. And the thing with the state tournament is so hard where um, I was kind of talking about this with some coaches uh, for a preview here. Um, and the state title kind of is a thing where like sometimes the best wrestler does not win. Like there are things that happen, some things in a tournament, some kid gets hot, some kid, you know, is able to take advantage of something. So um, wrestling, especially, especially individual wrestling, um, it, it can be such a wild card sometimes. So it's really hard mm -hmm. to guess, but um, I mean, he has all the talent. He has the experience. He, like you said, um, learned a lot from last year's um, state finals appearance and, um, I, I think this is the year that he does it. He's going to go out as a senior. He's really, I mean, obviously he's talented. He's going to be wrestling in college. So, um, way, I think that this is the year that Loyola gets it. Um, it should be a fun, uh, historic, uh, you know, weekend for the program and for Massey as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if some other guys place as well. I mean, I just think that this team is loaded, has a lot of talent and should do uh, really well this weekend in Champaign. All right, final way or no way here, Joe. We're going to bounce back to basketball. Way or no way that L.A. boys basketball team can make some noise in their sectional as a sixth seed? Absolutely. Now, again, that is a big question mark. I still haven't really caught up with them about uh, Miles Bolin and how he's doing. Um, you know, their, their leading scorer and, uh, you know, you can argue their best overall, you know, two-way player. Um, they need him back and at full strength and to really make an impact on both ends of the floor for them to do that. If that's the case, then yeah, I think you, they could pull off some upsets. You know, they've, we, we talked about how they beat brother rice. They beat St. Ignatius this season. Uh, they're, they're a difficult team to handle when their defense is at its peak and, and they're hitting some of their shots. So, um, you know, they hold you to under 40 points. They can score plus 40 and that's, uh, that's kind of their formula. So I don't, uh, I hope they're at that point and I hope they're healthy and ready to go. And if so, they can make some noise. Yeah, I'd go with way there as well. I think that they can make some noise. They'll get Maine South on Wednesday. Um, the only problem is, I mean, they are, they would play a regional final game against Rolling Meadows at Rolling Meadows. So that could pose a yep. little challenge if they were to get to that final game. Um, but I mean, this, that's the thing about this Loyola team. They've been so high and low and like, it's hard to get a good grasp on them still after an entire season. Um, but I think they have the potential to do it. So I'm going to go with the way here. Um, I think that they have the potential uh, to do that. All right, let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we recap some uh, fun action here that we've got upcoming. Um, we talked about this a little bit. We mentioned um, girls basketball will get you the updates um, when they happen. Make sure you check in at the record North shore.org for that. Uh, same with state gymnastics. We previewed that in the third quarter. Um, let's move on to basketball and let's just talk about um, the route for both Loyola and Nutria. Like we talked about Loyola six seed gets Maine South on Wednesday, potentially rolling meadows on Friday. Nutria, the top seed will play either Maine West or Elk Grove Village to start things off on Wednesday um, in the Niles North regional 
um, and then we'll either play Niles North and Niles West. Um, so I feel like Joe, just looking at the sectional and how things are kind of laid out, um, I think by the time we're talking about, you know, next weekend, we're um, likely previewing, um, you know, regional finals. Um, I think both Loyola and New Cheer should be playing for a regional championship next Friday. Yeah, I think so too. And and we'll probably go, we can go more in depth when that's a certainty when we talk next week. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't love any matchup against Rolling Meadows because they have a superstar on their team. But I don't hate it for Loyola because Rolling Meadows isn't playing their best basketball this season. Um, now they'll have the best player on the floor, but with Loyola's defense and um, kind of the limited ball handling Rolling Meadows, uh, can they keep the ball away from, from Christie a little bit? Um, can they limit him to 20 points or lower? And if so, I think they have a phenomenal chance at, at pulling off an upset. Um, and like I said, chance. Um, I think Rolling Meadows is still the favorite in that matchup should it come to, to fruition. Um, but it'll be a great basketball game. And I think it'll be a the, 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 they'll try to force Rolling Meadows to play their down and dirty type of basketball and um, really, really fight for their points um, to get their points. And, and maybe that wears them out and, and their loyal is able to take advantage. Um, so <clears throat> looking forward to that one. New Trier. Um, you're thinking probably Niles North will be on um, the schedule for the regional championship. They just played Niles North last night um, for the unofficial CSL crown. And um, they won that game by double digits. Does that work in Niles North's favor? Cause they've got a little more direct tape against uh Nutrier. Did Nutrier hold something back? Maybe a little chess match um, there, um, but um, um, we'll see. Um, but, you know, Nutrier will be heavily favored in that one. You just hope that the, uh, we don't see something, uh, um, I don't know, very, very surprising come out of that one. But um, I think um, it'll be good basketball, but I expect Nutrier to kind of win that one relatively handily and Loyola to fight for their lives in, in a, a admirable way. So let's talk big picture for this Nutrier team. I mean, we, we talked about expectations. What do you feel like our expectations for Nutrier? I mean, is the expectation to win a sectional title and potentially, you know, beat uh, – um, a Libertyville or, uh, or a Stevenson in the super section. I mean, what are the expectations for this new Trier team based on what we've seen them do uh, this entire season? I think the expectation or the, the ceiling is winning a, a, a sectional title. And really, I think, you ask me after that, everybody, now we're down to eight teams in 3A and everybody's on the same level because everybody's playing well. Now it's just basketball. Who can, which hot team can beat the other hot team? We saw it last year, and I think a lot of people just kind of um, look at the rankings and write off certain teams. Last year, was it uh, Barrington that beat GBS in the super sectional? Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of teams were overlooking Barrington, but Barrington got very hot. And right now, you could say Palatine's very hot after beating Rolling Meadows in the MSL crown uh, game. So, you know, look out for them. And it, if, they come out of there. Yeah, sure, they're not ranked as high as Nutria, maybe, but I'm, I guarantee they're playing just as good as basketball when they both get there. So um, I think we, we should kind of really expect a tough word, but, you know, Nutria is favored to come out of that sectional, and then we kind of wiped the same clean. Now we slate clean. We got eight teams fighting for uh, a state championship that are all playing good basketball. Let's get crazy. Let's say that they win the super sectional and they get – um, you know, either Huntley, 
Um, this is going chalk pretty much at this point. A Huntley or a, a Bennett Academy there in the Bartlett sectional. Um, you get a leading world oneself, maybe a Huntley um, or maybe a DeKalb coming out of that sectional. Um, if you were to make it down the state in Champaign, um, I, I don't hate any of those matchups. I know Bennett is obviously having a really good year this year and there. I mean, they have competed really well against Simeon and other really good teams. So, I mean, that'd be a hard stretch, but there aren't many other teams um, that I'm really worried about, like you kind of talked about earlier about with this new cheer team, especially if they're doing what they're supposed to do. If they are not hitting their three pointers, like we saw earlier in the season, then they become, you know, everyone focuses on Fegan and you can stop that. I think um, this team could potentially lose before the sectional final round, but if they're hitting their stride and they're playing the way that they've been playing the last month at this point, um, I would not be surprised if they can go as far as, you know, state championship game or anything like that, or, or even a final four, where I don't think saying Nutria and final four would be that crazy of an expectation or even that thing, crazy thing of a say. No, I don't think it's crazy at all, but you know, once, you know, say we get to state and I really like Bennett. Um, I think Bennett's playing incredible basketball. Um, they push Simeon, um, with a big comeback, I believe in that game. Um, they've taken out a lot of other, a lot of other top dogs. Um, in this state, uh, they're just a very good team. They're not, you know, they remind me um, a little bit of, of West last year. Glenbard West was one of the best teams, if not the best public school team I've, um, suburban team I've seen ever. Um, so not there yet, but with their length, with their athleticism uh, to go with that length um, and their ability to do it on both sides of the floor, they remind me a little bit of them. So I, I, I like Bennett and that's going to be a tough out for anybody. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, they get down state Nutria or whoever, uh, they're going to be playing really good basketball and they're going to be really confident about it. So, um, you're kind of going to just see really good basketball from there on out. And, and they're going to have to at least like their chances to compete in any game at that point. Um, and I, I do think they have it and I kind of, you know, Nutria's, and I guess every team has this cause every team probably has at least one or two guys who could hit seven threes in a game, but Nutria has four or five that can do that. They really do. So they get a couple guys super hot and one of them's Jake Fegan and the others say, whether it's, you know, uh, Colby Ian or, or, you know, whoever it is. Uh, I don't know who the very hard to stop. And they, let's just say they will compete with anybody if they play like that. All right, it should be a really fun little journey here, and we'll uh, talk, obviously, more in the upcoming weekends, um, or upcoming weeks, I should say, um, looking forward. But uh, let's get to state wrestling here. Joe, obviously, we talked about it a little bit. Um, some chance for Loyola to make history this weekend in Champaign. Um, I'm just excited to see, you know, how far Macy can go, how long, how far these Ramblers can go, and how many of them can really place, because I think a lot of them have shown the talent. I mean, we've talked about it before, about – um, how well they've competed against the CCL and that kind of stuff. So I, I would not be surprised if the Ramblers have a couple placers um, this season and even a state title in Champaign. Yeah, I mean, either. And I think you, you know, earlier in this podcast, I said that uh, Coach Collum said, you know, Massey should wrestle like he's the best. I mixed that up. He actually said that about Kai at 220, that he believes Kai is the best wrestler. We all know Matt Massey is, you know, one or two in his weight class at 120. Right. But at 220, he thinks the freshman Kai, you know, is the best wrestler or at least the best skill-wise, uh, maybe not experience-wise. He's a freshman. Um, and he just has to wrestle like that and get that confidence. You know, he gets on a roll there. I think I think Kai's set up for a medal. 
Can he get to a top three place? We'll see. It, it's going to be exciting. His first trip to state finals. It's it's such a wonderful event, as, as you and I have talked about many times. Um, and, of course, in Champaign, so we love it more. But it's it's just one of the best things IHSA does, I believe. One of the best events they put on. So um, I think Loyola is going to walk out of there pretty proud. And maybe we see something else special from one of the other three guys there, Patrick Zimmer or um, you know, um, Quinn, uh, Herbert, uh, maybe they do some damage in the Russell backs or, um, just kind of get a couple wins. Like you said, at that state tournament, it's, it's, you know, a wrestling version of a puncher's chance, uh, call it a grappler's chance. You know, you flip a guy the right way, there's three points minimum. Um, right. so you never know what could happen. So, um, it's an exciting tournament. And, and I think, uh, uh, it's going to be a great one for, for the Ramblers. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with Kai is I think he's very talented, but a lot of the 220 guys you see are probably juniors and seniors. Um, you usually get the freshman closer in the lower weight. So um, it'll be really interesting to see how he does and competes um, against probably experienced wrestlers. But like, yeah, I, I agree. I think especially Saturday when you're at the championships, um, they do the whole march, they do the whole you know video preview. I think uh, State Farm Center in Champaign does a really good job with, you know, making this a really cool experience and for them and for a lot of first timers, it's really daunting to be competing in a, um, I forget what the capacity is for state farm center, but um, you're used to playing in these small gyms. And then all of a sudden you're playing in this huge arena uh, where they're playing mid 10 basketball. It can really change things and the crowd really gets into it. So um, it'll be really fun to see how they're able to, uh, you know, adjust from that and kind of see um, how well they're able to compete under pressure um, in front of the biggest, uh, you know, in front of the biggest stage. Um, but should be a lot of fun and we'll obviously have you covered this entire week. A lot of action happening here. So make sure you're catching up with the record northshore.org and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We've got a good episodes in the past. So make sure you check those out with good interviews. And as always, we, uh, appreciate you subscribing, give, leaving a nice little review. Um, that always helps us, uh, you know, spread the word about the record northshore.org. Like I said, uh, check out my stuff at Friday Night Drive. We've got football happening, kind of a dead period right now with recruiting, but um, we'll have more stuff to look forward to um, as the winter months move forward. And as always, check out the record Shore.org. Make sure to subscribe and donate and check out all the latest information, not only in sports, but everything else happening in the North Shore area. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.